If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. All right. If you didn't tune in yesterday, we were talking yesterday about students being gone for vacations. And how irritating that can be for um, for teachers and school policies and, uh, I don't know, people like us, <laughs> people like me who uh, pull my kids out for different people trips. People like Jill who do but stuff like that. To, so it's a topic Jill and I yeah, disagree like, on, which is always do I fun. Do care about yeah. education or not? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, but today we're going to talk a similar thing because we're t- going to talk about kids who are absent. But this time it's for a different reason. So instead of family vacation, I really want to talk about... Um, what do we do when a student has some chronic absenteeism going on? And this comes up because I was with principals recently and they were talking about how, um, you know, sometimes families are working with the principal or assistant principal directly on something and the teachers aren't really looped in. And so really I want to talk about like advocating for how how do you know what's going on with a kid? So like from the teacher point of view, you might just know that the student is gone all the time, but the principal and the parents know that the student has anxiety or the student has something going on with mental health or with nervousness or, you know, depression or something that turned into chronic absenteeism. Um, we all know the kid who doesn't want to go to school in the morning, but at some point, like, how do you get them physically out of the car and into the school? So I had a principal um, sharing like, yeah, I had to go outside into the car and help mom yes. physically get this kid into the building every single mm-hmm. day. And so, um, you know, and then there's so like on the teacher end of this, I mean, what do you what do you do when you don't really know much? Are you supposed to be focusing on the kid getting the homework right. done? Are you supposed to celebrate that they're there? Right. I mean, where do you focus when you do have the student in front of you when you don't know the full story? Like, I probably have a bit of history here of being really hard on kids, not knowing their full story and being like, oh, well, your homework is supposed to be in. Like, I just didn't. I can think of scenarios where I probably needed more information. I probably should have asked more questions. But I was frustrated that the kid was gone a lot. And I, looking back, I mean, this was, you know, an era where we weren't talking about mental health nearly as much. But I, I wonder, 
I mean, as a teacher, how do you handle it? So I have an example of when I was a teacher and, and how I handled that. And and I've told you in my in my early years, I, I wasn't terribly flexible. And also we didn't have the internet. So I didn't have an online LMS where I could put work or anything like that, which now I have a very different approach to if you do mm-hmm. have a student with medical issues or chronic absenteeism for a documented reason that you can use your LMS. Um, you know, if, if the, you know, if that is possible, if you can work with the family to do that, now we can do it with technology. Um, back in the day, that right. was not always the case. So I have to tell you that w- it, when there were times when students were always absent and it, it wasn't communicated to me by administration, what the reason was, it was super irritating because yeah, you are mm-hmm. as the teacher focused on the instruction that the student is missing, the, how far they're falling behind, how are, then you, you start to feel the pressure as the teacher. How am I ever going to catch this kid up. This is going to be on, on me now. I don't right. know how to do this. So there was a time when I had a, um, it was when I was a high school teacher. So it was a, she was a, a senior, I believe she missed so much school, but it was a medical problem. I was communicated with by administration. I was communicated with by the learning resource center because she ended up when she did come back to school, she needed to go down and work in the learning center to get some one-on-one, you know, help get caught up that way. It was because I was communicated with and explained. And then the person from the learning resource center sat with me and was like, okay, what work has she missed? What instruction has she missed? What are the critical things that she has to know? And how can she show you that she has learned those things? And we just pared it down and we're like, okay, these are the essentials. These things are not the essentials. It was all about the communication with me. And really it was the first time that like looking at like power standards and modifying something for, you know, a a really specific reason. And it was so that this girl could graduate and still have hit the mark on, well, these were the standards for this class, these are the things that I have to know she can show me that she learned them. So uh, very, very different approaches though. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to like, so now that I'm on the administrator side and I'm realizing that we've had situations recently where I think, I don't know if we told the teachers enough, Mm -hmm. you have that sort of need to know information and it's like, what do teachers need to know, but what do they not need to be woken up in the middle of the night worried about because we're holding that part and, but they need enough information to do something purposeful, um, with what we know about the student situation. So I got, I'm, I'm just going to say, I think I was also the frustrated teacher who's like, how do I not know what's going on with this kid? And then the office would say, I'm sorry, I really can't share with you you know, too much information about this. And then you're just playing the guessing game. So I guess as teachers, I I just want to encourage you to advocate for some information that can be helpful and then just prayerfully go into that conversation with your principal, like just prayerfully go into it. Say, I, I am not here to gossip. I don't need to know the kid's story because it could be about student discipline mm-hmm. or it could be about um, mental health or it could, you know, whatever. But I think if a student's gone and you're not sure how to academically and personally and spiritually get this kid back where they need to be. Like it's okay to go ask that principal or the school counselor for a little more information. If you feel like you're in the dark, because I think I'm leaving people out and I'm not doing it purposefully. I just like forgot about that part, to be honest. And you don't want the teachers to just write that student off either. So you, you do have to communicate. And again, the, that school that I was talking about where they had the learning resource center in place and where I was able to mm-hmm. then work with someone in like, like a team 
you know, and that's what teachers need sometimes is you got to lean on somebody and be like, I don't know, this is a weird one for me to navigate. This doesn't happen very often. Help me walk through this with me. That was Brebeuf Jesuit in Indianapolis. I mean, they just, it, they communicated well and they had a mechanism in place to help the teachers to help the teachers help the students. It really was very, right. we've got, we got to focus on what the student needs right now. Let's get there, you know? So yeah, pretty amazing. You don't, you don't yeah. know. So that, before though. you get frustrated with people, yeah, just figure out like, are, do we have the right mechanisms in place for the right communications on, on these kids? Because, um, it's hard and it's, there's, I mean, I think we all would agree. We do this sometimes in an IEP meeting or in a, um, student support plan meeting, where we're all worried about the academics and how are they going to learn long division or something. And then you're seeing across parents who are just like, I just want my kid to be safe. Like I'm worried about their Mm self-harm. I'm worried about something really big. I don't care if he learns long division right right now. We can make up third grade or, you know, whatever it is, because they're really just worried about something bigger, deeper, harder than the academic part. So, um, you know, sometimes we need to just ask parents a little bit more questions, but we also need to loop in teachers in a way that we're all uh, doing this work and, together. You know, and in that middle school, high school um, arena where we do need some, we need some dispositional guidance sometimes. Like I would say we're pretty harsh on kids when they're not keeping up and they're, you know, not doing their work. So if you mm-hmm. don't know why that's happening, the tendency might be to be hard on the kid and to be like, why are the parents allowing this? Why is this, you know, when you don't know the whole story. So again, um, probably some kind of, um, team, again, I have to go back to a team approach so that you don't have one teacher that's like, oh, I'm, I'm whatever the student needs, the student can do whatever they want. And I'll just, you know, I'll grade it and it'll be fine. And then you've got the other teacher that's like, um, no, I, I like hardcore need these six things, you know? So like, mm-hmm. where's the balance in that? So that it doesn't look like if the student has four different teachers or six different teachers throughout the day that everybody is throwing something different at them with a different set of expectation. That's also important um, because that can be really stressful on the family too, that there's some kind of consistency. So again, it's all communication and it's working together as a team. It is. And ask for that communication. It's not a bad, not a bad road to say, Hey principal, (laughs) I think we need a meeting of all the teachers of this kid because I don't know what's going on. Like I, we all have to be on the same page. I don't think we are. Sometimes the principal might think you're all on the same page and you're not. So they need to know like, Hey, we're not on the same page. Let's figure mm-hmm. this out. We all want to help yeah. them. So, all right. Well, there we go. Thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we explore more great ideas from fellow teachers. See you next time.